Welcome everybody to the Kingdom Link Podcast. We are finally here and finally getting started. We are so excited that all of you have come and joined us through this awesome journey that we've started on. Here at Kingdom Link, we we believe that leadership only matters if it is passed on. Leadership only matters if it is passed on. I am your host. My name is David Gill. And here for our very first episode, we are calling it Kingdom Link, the starting point. Starting point. And I'm so happy, so excited, and so thankful that I've got my partner here, my dad, Tim W. Gill. Dad, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background, your ministry, you know, how it all started for you. Thank you, David. Uh, It is a blessing to be here, and uh, I've been honored to serve in the ministry uh, for a long time. God called me as a young boy uh, at the age of 14 and uh, been blessed uh, to serve in many capacities from evangelizing to uh, youth pastor to assistant pastor to uh, now pastoring for uh, quite a few years. It's been a blessing. And since this podcast is about generational uh, transference and mm-hmm. about putting passing from one to another, um, I, I am so thankful for the life of my father, Fred Gill, right. yeah. who, um, who invested in me. Right, right. Who put into me, and and I guess the passion that I have today for mentoring and the passion that I have for ministering to young preachers uh, began perhaps with him as I watched him uh, many times around the table, sitting Mm -hmm. down around, you know, uh, talking to younger ministers and engaging in communication about ministry. That's that's quite an interesting thing to see is that the drive and the push for the connection, the link between generations actually was something that was passed down from your father. That's right. And so a push for generations came down through a generation, it which does. is very interesting to it see. It did. It sure did. And and so he kind of ignited that in me mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. as I've seen that, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, he was a man of deep character, and he passed right. that on to me. Mm-hmm. A le- man who loved the Bible, and he passed that on to me for being biblical, not just love the Bible, right, right, but being biblical. And uh, I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful also for the investment of my covering that is in my life, and that's uh, Bishop M. L. Walls, who is a tremendous mm-hmm. scholar, and uh, I have learned so much from him. Uh, in many ways, and I'm thankful to have him in my life as well. I, I consider myself, um, you know, a lover of the Bible, and I consider myself a, a, a teacher and a pastor. But uh, the more I learn, David, about the Bible, it seems like the less I know. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? But but I want to grow with you, and I want to grow right. with our, uh, you know, our, our fellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, our generational, generational leaders, leaders yeah. and create something that would be a blessing. And I'm also blessed to be a, a, a husband. I have a lovely wife who loves God. I ha- I'm blessed to have two children looking across the yeah, table right now. That's right. At, uh, that's right. My, my, my son, uh, our oldest child, is, is a daughter who serves in ministry whose husband is our associate pastor. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of connection in the family with... Um, 
there's a lot of connection in the family with uh, ministry, and it's all interwoven. Right. And I'm thankful for that. Exactly. And I've been able to watch you as God, you know, uh, if you're 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 hearing David, um, you know, I I'm getting close to the age of sixty. <laughs> David is a young man. Tell us a little bit uh, about your. Your, your calling and, yes, and different things about where you're from. Uh, well, it started, you know, obviously, you know, growing up as a PK, you, you see everything, you know, um, uh, one, one of my parents, you know, obviously your mom's, uh, philosophies, ideas, I guess that is, is that you never hid the ministry from me. Now you made sure that, and I think this is a perfect aspect is that never bring mess home. If we're dealing with something, we, we deal with it at the church. Uh, and you weren't hiding some things from me. But what you really did is that you, I don't know if that was the plan for it, but you gave me a drive for the ministry. And I saw it and I wanted to be a part of it. And in the back of my mind, even as a young boy, I knew that I was going to do something for God. I didn't know what it was, where it would be, you know, when it would come. But I knew that I was going to. And I got called. I actually beat you by this. I got called at the age. So of, it's so it's a race. It's a race. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's a contest, and I won. <laughs> I just want that to be known. <laughs> that at the, at the age of thirteen instead of fourteen, that uh, I I got called to uh, to preach the word to be a minister. I remember uh, late one night. It was when my parents, uh, when you and mom were gone on a missions trip. And I was sitting at BB and Papa's, you know, Bishop Wall's, Sister Wall's house. And I was just sitting there in their big lounge chair and I was reading the Bible. And for some reason, just reading it, I got message after message. And so I texted you. The first thing I was like, I believe God is laid on my heart that I'm going to be a minister. And since that day, I've been reading into the word. I've been diving headstrong sometimes not in the wisest of ways, but I've definitely done it. I've been preaching the word for seven years now. You know, I got the call at 13. I'm now 20 years old. Since then, I've had the opportunity to go over the season preach, actually. And um, I'm so thankful. I have a lovely wife. We just got married in September. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty great. She's she's a great person. By yeah, the way. yeah, she's she's the greatest. Uh, and we are so excited that uh, God called us to my home church here in Medora, and God is just doing some stuff with us mightily, and we're just excited to see what God's got for us next. Absolutely. And and uh, just just laying out a, a little groundwork of who we are, now uh, I'm going to talk about what Kingdom Link is all about Yeah. Yep. And, and how uh, we want to minister to mm-hmm. those who listen especially generationally between uh, an older generation and a younger generation. Right, right. There's actually in the in the whole time frame there's multiple generations. You have exactly. uh, young, you have middle aged and you have older, yes, I sir. believe. And we'll get to that at some point in time. But uh, here's here's what Kingdom Link is about. It's about connecting leaders from one generation to another generation and helping them grow and advance the kingdom of God. Because we surely believe, and you've already said this, but we want to make it a part of who we are, and that leadership really only matters if it is passed on. Right. Passed on from one to another. You know, Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, 
in verse 2, he said, And the things that thou hast heard of me, Paul says, among many witnesses, I haven't hid this in the corner, I haven't put this off of the side, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men right. who will be able to teach others also. Right. Who'll be able to teach others also. You know, what Paul is saying here is that it matters that the gospel continues generationally. Exactly, yeah. It matters. For when a generation fails to teach the next generation, they are really sentencing that generation Mm -hmm. to be stranded from God's destiny in their life. Right. And a lot can happen from one generation to another. And so uh, here at Kingdom Link, our desire is to make sure that there is that connection between uh, an older generation to a younger generation because so many times it's about a battle. It is. Yes, sir. It's all about conflict. It's about a fight. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we think it ought to be this way, and they think it ought to be that way. And and it always... (laughs) I always thought it was humorous and, and, and aggravating at the same time is that when I hear people in an older generation complain about the generation that followed them. Exactly, because who taught them? That's exactly right. Who taught? And, and, and we have no one else to blame but ourselves. Exactly. Now, now and, and, and I get it. I get it that each generation is going to have their 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 proclivities, is mm-hmm. going to have their understanding. And, exactly, And, and yeah. we'll get into all that. But the purpose of Kingdom Link, as far as I'm concerned, is to connect generational ministry to link them up exactly to link them up. yes sir exactly uh so another question that we have going along with that is why do we need something like kingdom link why do we need something that connects those generations together and if i can uh i believe that with all that i am that the kingdom of god was set up to be generational yes the the exact uh, schematic, if you will, of God's plan was generational. Right. Because whenever uh, God is talking to Abraham, he made generations pleasing to him. Whenever he said in Genesis 26 and 4, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and I will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Right. What that's saying there is that there is power in the generations. Yes. There is power in the namesake. Mm-hmm. And if you also look in the Bible, in the time between the Old Testament, the finishing of the Old Testament, and the beginning of the New Testament, there is about, uh, they say, 400-year span. Right. And I looked it up. Genealogists say that there are approximately three to four generations in a 100-year span. Mm-hmm. So if that is true, in that 400-year time, there was anywhere from 12 to 16 generations yes, sir. that they never heard a word from God. Wow. They never heard from the Almighty. They just went off what they knew. Right. And what's so amazing is that they continued without hearing from God right. for 16 generations, but yet the Word of God still existed. Why? Because there was a link. Because there was a link between the generations. Exactly. Exactly. When when you begin to study Scripture and you begin to look at Scripture, God has always had a a priest to to be his go-between. Right. In the beginning, 
How did, how did Abel know how to operate in faith? Right. How did he, you know, the Bible says that Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice in Cain. Mm-hmm. How did he know that? Exactly. He was taught by the same person. He was, the, and, and here's an interesting thing is that Cain was taught by the same person. Exactly. But there wasn't a connection there. Exactly. He didn't get, he didn't get what, what uh, it, Adam was trying to say. Mm-hmm. But, but if you look at this, the scripture begins with the first priesthood mm-hmm. was patriarchal. Right. Which meant right. the father of a household was the first priest. Exactly. I think that's God's ultimate design. Right. Because it says that it was the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, the God, rather the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Right. And right. So, so it, it is a generational connection mm-hmm. that I believe it's biblical. Exactly. Yes. I agree with that 100%. And what uh, you were saying, an interesting about uh, Cain and Abel was that they were both taught by the same person. Right. And if we can look at it in this sense of an example is a relay race with a baton. Right. One of them decided they were going to pick up the baton right. and run. Mm-hmm. Adam had to let go of it. Mm-hmm. He had to let go. But one of them picked it up, whereas the other one did not. Did not. And I think that, that is, the link part is is the transfer zone. And, exactly. And I think that's a very important. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, the Lord will in our next podcast. Exactly. We're going to yep. talk about that. But mm-hmm. I think that that the reason that Kingdom Link uh, podcast is 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 going forward is to help right in that transfer zone. Exactly. Let's let's navigate some some issues. Mm-hmm. Let's let's deal with some things that are um, you know important uh, as far as keeping the baton going because you consider for the for several years in the Olympics, the women's, the United States women's uh, uh, four-leg meter race had the fastest runners. Right. But they kept dropping the baton. Mm-hmm. Or they kept messing up the exchange. Right. And they lost the race. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to, 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 to make that connection as we go forward. And and I want to share this one, one thing before we go to our next point is that... Uh, some some years ago, I heard uh, Bishop J. H. Osborne share this scenario mm-hmm. about the the Canadian geese. Over the past few years, a striking phenomenon has taken place in the culture of the Canadian geese. I don't know if you know where you are in in the country, but here in Indiana, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. Exactly. Um, we find that Indiana is overrun by them. They're messy, they're destructive, mm-hmm. and they're here. Um, there was a time when Indiana didn't have Canadian geese. Well, too long ago that Indiana didn't have them. Right. But now they've taken up residence in our ponds, our lakes, our drainage ditches, and uh, the native land uh, that these birds came from is in upper North America and Canada, and uh, they were designed to be flying machines. Mm, you know mm-hmm. the the normal V exactly of yeah. of the, their formation. The geese, they're going to be going, and they were designed to go from uh, the north to the south in the winter, from the south to the north mm-hmm. uh, in the summer, 
And uh, I remember as a kid watching the bees fly over. Well, right. you don't see that as much anymore. No, you don't. There's a reason for that. And the reason is a lot of these geese landed, like for us here in Indiana, landed, and people started feeding them. Mm-hmm. And they started, They one set of parents stopped flying, mm-hmm. and they settled. Hmm. And then when the next generation came along, they didn't know how they didn't to know navigate how to the south because yeah. they learned navigational skills from their parents. Right, right. And so I think a lot of times, you know, for me, David, my desire, you're my, you're my son, <clears throat> both in naturally and in the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I want, and uh, my wife and I have had this discussion many times, I want you and Grace to not have to deal with the exact same things that we have dealt with, but rather to conquer new territory. Exactly. Right. And so if you continually fight the same battle from mm-hmm. one generation to another generation, someone is forgetting that transfer. Right. Of saying, you do, you shouldn't be fighting this battle. You ought to be fighting your battle. Right. That goes to the next level. Exactly. And I think that segues into our next topic is uh, where it talks about in the New Testament, it talks about in Acts 2 and 17, the mm-hmm. difference between the young men seeing visions mm-hmm. and the old men seeing dreams. Mm-hmm. I, you know, to me, that is a powerful passage of Scripture. Very. It's, it's, it is where, uh, you know, Peter is preaching the Pentecostal message mm-hmm. of Acts 2, and he's referring back to a prophecy of Joel. That's right, and in Joel 2.28. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Way to be prepared. Way to Thanks. be appreciate Thanks. that. But if you look at that, a lot of times we we super spiritualize it, and we ought to right. about realistically having visions given by God, right? Yeah, and dreams. But your old men see dreams is also a a connection to the age and the experience. If you talk to an older person, uh, if you talk to an older minister. There's going to be a lot of reflection. There's yes, going sir. to be, but they have experience. Yes, sir. Their dream is 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 a part of that experience, and so then then you 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 begin to talk about the younger person. They are vision driven, right? So while I am here, I'm not going to be without vision. I still have to have vision. Exactly. Yeah. I still have to have that, mm-hmm. but actually. The vision is given to the to the younger because they have the zeal, the age, the time, the 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 strength to carry it forward. I mean, I want you to have a vision for your life that is based and connected with the experience of the dreams that I have. Right, right, and that and that's it's really important. We need to keep that in mind. You know, we always talk about the Azusa Street revival that happened. At one point, that had to be a vision. By a young man. But yeah. now in today's world, we see it as a dream from the past. Right. It keeps us rooted to our past. If I if I may, I'd like to use an example from our home church here in Medora, Indiana. Right. In Medora, uh, before our church was here, there was a big revival being held in this town of Medora. And it uh, one of the biggest influences in this revival was a young man by the name of L.R. Uten. Right. Now, L.R. Uten was only about 17 years old. At the time, and he helped spread the Holy Ghost fire that fell down at Azusa Street Revival. He brought that to this little town of Medora. However, they didn't have the complete truth at the time. 
at the time they were baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And so when they began to baptize someone in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. they, ha- they heard an audible word from God. And the pastor that was about to baptize the soul mm-hmm. stopped. And he looked at little, uh, Mr. L.R. Uten, and he said, you just heard from God. What did he say? Mm-hmm. And Mr. L.R. Uten said, he said, baptize in the name of Jesus. And they stopped. Right. And they went to a prayer room, mm-hmm. and they prayed until they got the revelation. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Because that elder minister, exactly. it was an older man mm-hmm. and a younger man in a setting that was brand new to them. Exactly. Right. But they yet, they played off each other. They, yeah, they played off each other. That's right. Mm-hmm. And what, what is so amazing now is that because of this experience that happened mm-hmm. way back then, we have we now have a church a hundred and five almost a hundred and five years later that was rooted wow. yeah. because of a vision that right. a young seventeen year old man had. Right. But now that is something that we dream of of our past. Right. Absolutely. What we need to keep in mind is that the visions that young men have mm-hmm. will one day be the dreams that old men have. That's that's good, David. I, you know, I you see this picture in uh, King David and Solomon. Exactly, King right. David had. Uh, you know, the Bible says. Matter of fact, if you find it in Acts thirteen, it said that David, after he served his own generation mm-hmm. by the will of God, David served his generation by the will of God, fell asleep. Or he passed away. Right. David had a passion. He had a vision to build God a house. Right. But God said, you cannot because I don't want my house connected to warring mm-hmm. and blood. I don't want it connected to that. You've, 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 you've had too many wars, too much blood. Exactly. You know, if David had been like some ministers today, he would... Some ministers today that get older, it's just like they just throw the towel ring and said, "Well, okay, young man, you just go out there and make your own way, yeah. do your own thing." Yeah. But he didn't do that. That's right. He started preparing materials. He he knew that Solomon, God had said Solomon's going to build build the house. Mm-hmm. So David started preparing materials. He started getting everything ready. Why? Because David had a vision. Right. That became a dream. Exactly. But he passed it on to Solomon, who took on that vision then, Mm -hmm. and then ultimately produced that. Exactly. Generational connection. Exactly. That is so important. And that's a lot like uh, you with Grandpa, Fred Gill. He had a vision of training up young ministers and connecting generations, whereas you were here and you were acting it out. And and I think one thing about uh, generational connection is that sometimes we don't do it very well. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I mean, we don't do it real well exactly. as far as succession planning, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it's not one of our strong suits. Yeah, sometimes people drop the pin on that one or drop the baton. That's, that's exactly right. But when you, when you when the boil down to it and, and you look at legacy, mm-hmm. and, 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 and as older, the older I get, the more the word legacy comes into play. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I understand that. But legacy, when it's defined, simply means passing on one's vision, one's passion, character, values, morals, 
and qualities, standards, mm-hmm. concepts. You know, it's not just about passing on money or right. uh, uh, possession, but uh, you know, no matter how much I learn or what I know, it means nothing if I don't pass it on. Right. Right. It it, it means nothing, and then uh, collectively, it doesn't mean anything. If the generation doesn't receive it, exactly. That's where we have another it. Cain and Abel yeah. situation. Absolutely, that kind of leads us into our next point, and that is right. that we uh, we want to look at. Again, we're getting started here, mm-hmm. so we're trying to lay the foundation of where we're going. Right here, at but uh, I think one of the things I'm excited about doing is being honest and transparent. Right. Yeah. About dealing with differences mm-hmm. between generations. Right, and this is a lot of some things. Uh, Obviously, I can only speak from my perspective, my viewpoint as a young man, as a young minister. And there are sometimes as a young man that you you seem to think that the older generation has a problem with the way you think. Mm-hmm. It is it's known that the older generation they they don't have the same mindset as the younger man. The right. younger man seems to have a more progressive mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why, why does it seem like the older generation has a problem with that? Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that it is because one thing, experience changes that. It does. And age. It very well, to Carl, it does. currently speak, it's age. Are you calling me old? I, not trying to. <laughs> if I am, then I am. Well, I've got the wrinkles to prove it. Yeah, so yeah. Go right ahead. Okay, I will. <laughs> but what what we think of, and... Um, Pastor Ball uh, in Carmel, Indiana, he preached a beautiful message about this at our uh, missions conference earlier this mm-hmm. year, is that uh, for a pastor, sometimes they they get laid back. They get mm-hmm. used to doing it their job and their ministry, mm-hmm. whereas a young man, they are full of life, they are full of vigor and passion, mm-hmm. and they're just push, 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 push. Mm-hmm. But it's the old man that we need to kind of push us in the right direction to give the wisdom exactly because you can't just push 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 and have all this passion and vigor because then we could fall victim to putting our passions in the wrong things right and 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 i think there's a good example in scripture where david brought the ark of the covenant up with passion right yeah i mean he had passion he was excited he wanted to bring the ark of the covenant but he didn't have wisdom right and so his passion was bigger than his wisdom. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a lot of people's anointing is not ready for their appointment. Right. They're not ready for that. They've got that passion, they've got that zeal, and they know they have the anointing, mm-hmm. but they haven't got the appointment yet. Exactly. And so David kind of demonstrates what happens when passion and zeal is 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 sent forward mm-hmm. without wisdom and understanding. And when he got... We know what happened to Uzzah. He died when he touched the ark, and so David had to stop and had to recalibrate and go back and find out what the wisdom of the Scripture says. Right. So, uh, but anyway, I, th- I think that, that dealing with differences, mm-hmm. we have to be willing to say this is sometimes there are some issues that we'll get into where we have to be willing to say that we're both right. Right, exactly, yeah. Or we're both wrong. Right. And uh, I think that that's, that's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to uh, discussing some of those things. 
But um, I, I, I think in mentoring and in uh, Kingdom Link, it, 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 it's essential to fulfill that creative continuance. It is. That's right. Here's a scripture that, 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 again, I would bear in mind that goes along with our, our theme of Kingdom Link, and that is Jesus said, Upon this rock I'll build my church, mm-hmm. and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Right. And that's been preached from all kinds oh, of yeah. standpoints. Oh, yeah. You know, and exactly. cool, that's fine. But really what he's talking about there is the grave. Mm-hmm. And so they, we, we find that that it, Jesus is saying, death is not going to stop my church. Exactly. Well, that can't happen unless there's generational continuance. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where we kind of go back to the 400 years when no one ever heard from God. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine living in a time where God never spoke. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine... How much would you rely on the mm-hmm. teachings from your older generation? Mm-hmm. How much would you cherish the law that you've been given? And if I, if I may, the, the, the scripture ends with an interesting observation, powerful prophetic observation. In Malachi, it, it says in 4 and 5, listen to the wording because I think it's, it's, it's so powerful. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet Mm. before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he, Elijah, shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children Mm. and the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Mm. So... What I see is that, and that that, that precedes the mm-hmm. 400 years of silence. Exactly, is that the Lord said, "I'm going to send the spirit mm-hmm. of Elijah." What was Elijah? He passed the mantle right to Elisha, mm-hmm. and so there's that attitude, there's that spirit, there's that heart, and I think that that's that's what this podcast is about. Exactly, exactly. Uh, following up to our next question is, uh, we we along with. S- s- sending down the law, the generations, you know, mm-hmm. passing it on. Mm-hmm. There there comes a time where we need to realize, as a young man, I've had to learn this as well, and it's kind of interesting when your dad's the pastor. It's it's yeah, it's sure. an interesting life, and, you know, he's telling you, you know, like, do this for your soul, or do this, or you're going to get a whooping. You know, it's, it's interesting. Well, one of these podcasts, we will have to get into the multiple hats. yeah. Uh, that a man of God wears. No, yeah. no, talk about talking to you uh, about being a pastor. And oh yeah, the pastor, yeah. Hat, the pastor the hat, hat and the dad hat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. But as a young man, one thing that I have learned that is so dear and so important for a young man mm-hmm. is how to be a good servant. It is important. You need to serve your leadership. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting when you wait when you grow up as a PK and you when you go not just from that childish thinking, but you go into, I'm a man of ministry now. Mm -hmm. I'm a man of God. I've got to do the things that the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And that is being a servant to your leadership. And sometimes even for me, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's easier for me to Mm -hmm. be a servant because, you know, it's my dad. But, um, uh, in Mark 10 and 45, Jesus said this, for even the son of man came not to be ministered unto, 
but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Yes. See, the word minister here is not what we affiliate the word with. Mm-hmm. We, we, he's not talking about preaching here. He's not talking about teaching here. Mm-hmm. But in the Greek, that word trans means to, and bear with me, I, I know a little Greek and a little Hebrew, <laughs> a little tie-in from another, but it's uh, diakonio, diakonio, which also means to serve or to be a servant. Mm. So if we can look back at it, for even the Son of Man came not to be served unto, right. but to serve. Right. So Jesus' whole point, his whole existence was to serve. serve. Yeah. And so what we need to keep in mind is that even though we have a pastor, he could get, and I'm saying this because he's my dad a little mm. bit, but they could get on our nerves, but they're doing it because they've got the authority from God mm-hmm. to correct us. And so we need to be able to say, I need to content my pride. I need to put my pride yes, down and to be a servant. Yes, sir. Because it wasn't in Matthew 25 and 23, his Lord said unto him, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Right. It wasn't thy good and faithful preacher. Or leader. Or leader. Mm-hmm. Or singer. Singer or musician or right. whatever. It was servant. Servant. And I think that that is at the core of true leadership. Exactly. It is servant leadership. And uh, Jesus was the prime example for this. When he took off his garment and picked up the towel mm-hmm. and began to wash the feet of the disciples, he laid aside his distinction as. You know, he could have been like some leaders today. Hey, you, you need to get busy washing my feet. Exactly. But yeah. that's not what he did. No, sir. He stepped aside and humbled himself mm-hmm. and began to serve others. Even though he had the authority, even though he had the authority mm-hmm. to uh, command them. Exactly. But he didn't. He served them. Right. And and you, you mentioned... You know, myself being in a place of correction, uh, that means nothing for me. If I am correcting you or I'm in authority or bear my authority to be a slave driver and not a servant. Right, right. It needs to be a servant. And I think we'll do a whole podcast on servanthood. But uh, what what tremendous thoughts today Mm -hmm. is that we do serve each other. And I think we'll see that in Generational Mm -hmm. Link. And in Kingdom Link is exactly. that it's 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 a it's not a one way street, right? Mentoring is not a one way street. Right. It's a give and take. Exactly. And what we need to keep in mind, one thing is that we need to keep the right spirit about serving. Absolutely. Hood. It can't be, oh, I'm serving him because I'm going to get blessed. Absolutely. It's going to oh, look at me mowing the yard. Look mm-hmm. at me cleaning his car. I'm going to. I'm going to be able to sit with the ministry on the platform because of what I've done. But it also can't be the opposite. No. Oh, woe was me. Uh, that's oh, right. Oh, I'm, I'm so humble. I, right. Humility and how I achieved it. But <sighs> we need to keep the right spirit in servanthood. Amen. Thank you for being with us today on the very first Kingdom Link podcast. David and I are so glad that you joined us. Kingdom Link podcast is produced twice each month on every first and third Thursday of the month. 
join us on our next podcast as David and I will dive deeper into the power of passing it on. You see, leaders are influencers, but they also must be investors. Subscribe to Kingdom Link Podcast to make sure you get the next episode. If you found this podcast a blessing, would you take a moment and rate and review Kingdom Link? Also, we appreciate those of you who share about us on various social media platforms. Reconnecting Generation is one of the greatest challenges of this present time. If you would like to get in touch with us, just email us at timwgill at yahoo.com. Remember, leadership only matters if it is passed on. Thank you.